uh, Imam uh, Ma'mar relates from Imam Zuhri that the Prophet once entered, uh, went to uh, one of his wife's homes. And there was a woman there in a very good state, in a very good state. He said, who is this? Oh, this is one of your khalas, one of your maternal aunts. Because in Arabic, the word is khalat as well, right? It's not just a Gujarati word or a Urdu word. It's, it's an Arabic word. Khalatun is an Arabic word as well, right? So, oh, these are one of your maternal aunts. Who is she exactly? So they said, her name is Khalida, Khalida, Bintul Aswad, Ibn Abd Yaghuth. Maybe he hadn't seen her for a long time or he didn't know exactly who she was, he hadn't seen her for a while. The Prophet said, Subhanalladhi yukhrijul hayya min al mayyit. Subhanalladhi yukhrijul hayya min al mayyit. The Prophet used a part of this verse that glorified is he who extracted the living from the dead. What do you mean? Because she was a very, very pious woman, but her father had been a kafir. So the Prophet was just amazed that look how father was a kafir, her father was a disbeliever, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala produces such good. That's why never underestimate anybody. Never underestimate anyone. Always have hope for people and always give them the benefit of the doubt and try to lead them in the right way so that the good can come out of it, the living can come out of it from all of this death and destruction and the shaitaniyat that we see around us. We need life to come out of that. May Allah make us, uh, give us the ability to do that. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Hamdan Kathiran, Tayyiban Mubarakan Fih, Mubarakan Alehi Kama Yuhibu Rabbuna, Wayarba, Jayhi, Wala Alihi, Wasahbihi, Wabaraka, Wasalam, Tasliman Kathiran, Ilayomidin, Amma Bad. Audu Billahim in a Shaytan, Irrajimi, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. قل اللهم مالك الملك تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنزع الملك ممن تشاء وتعز من تشاء وتذل من تشاء بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير تولج الليل في النهار وتولج النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب. So as with yesterday, we are looking at some of the prominent verses and the pearls of the Quran or the gems of the Quran, and this is one verse which always uh, people notice it's uh, verse 26 and 27 verses 26 and 27 of Surah Ali Imran and I'm sure you've heard and thought about it and had seen it quoted as well thereafter that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about his Qudra so aspects of his Qudra saying that for example in this verse Allah says he, re- he extracts the living from the dead and the living and the dead from the living. He does it both ways. It's up to him. He's got everything. So you have really lush grounds. And then suddenly it's all desolate. Years and years of uh, that area is all dilapidated. And then suddenly somebody takes an interest and it comes back. That's civilizations for you. Many of the civilizations at the time of the Prophet ﷺ and their headquarters no longer exist today. 
the Khosros, who were the leaders of the Persian Empire, greater than the Roman Empire at the time, who actually subdued the Roman Empire initially. They used to have the city of Tesiphon, which is called Madain in Arabic, a glorious city, the Iwanu Kisra, Khosros Arch, this huge thing. Today that city is just remnants. There are new cities now. There's very few cities in the world that have survived for thousands of years in their glory. Very few. Many are totally desolate and moved away. Capitals have changed. Headquarters have changed. Centers of caliphate, centers of kingdoms have moved to other places. They don't remain the same. Many of those cities that we hear about, they're no longer what it used to be. The Roman Empire, for example, okay, there's Rome. There was Carthage, which is in, uh, in Tunisia today. That was a headquarters at one time. Okay, Istanbul has, had, has been a very uh, interesting and a leading kind of city. There's certain cities Allah has accepted like that. But others, they move around. It's up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah takes out the dead from the living and the living from the dead. What exactly does that mean? A few examples of that is very simple. You know what I'm most amazed by? I've always been amazed by, by this, but now you can actually witness this. Go onto YouTube, right? And this is just Qudra of Allah. They, they have these videos on people putting in a seed into a glass bottle, right? A glass container, a glass Petri dish into the soil where, and then they do a time-lapse video for the next 50, 60, 100 days. And it's absolutely amazing how this seed, that's just a seed, just innocuous looking seed. And then you get a very specific plant or a flower or a fruit that just comes out of there. And you can see all of this in five minutes. You can see uh, four months of growth in five minutes and it's absolutely mind-boggling. <coughs> the qudra, the design, the ability, how you pack something into such a small seed and many seeds look alike and yet from them you get the different, you know, from one you get a sunflower, from one you get the orange, from one you get a lemon, from one you get uh, a big watermelon. SubhanAllah, it's absolutely amazing. If you want to go onto YouTube, that's kind of stuff what you should just look at and be amazed. If you want to pass some time and where you're bored, that's something worth doing rather than some other waste of time, subhanAllah. Right? It's absolutely amazing taking out a living thing from something that is considered dead. Another one is how absolutely amazing how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to take out a whole palm tree. Again, just starts off with a seed. Those huge palm trees with the dates or whatever uh, fruits are, that are on there. And then you get the seed from the fruit. So there's a constant cycle. This is talking about the cycle that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala set in motion in this world. Another one is a mu'min from a disbeliever. MashaAllah, look at our converts. In fact, most of us were convert at one time, meaning our family somewhere. You know, none of us came. I mean, we're all born with the natural faith, but in terms of actual, you know, unless, yeah, I mean, somewhere somebody converted most likely, right? Most likely. And then subhanAllah, there are dead hearts and then there are living hearts. There's somebody who spent his whole life, 50 years, messed up, corruption, in the, 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 most, uh, in the greatest vices. And then suddenly they change and then mashallah, they're in the masjid. All the prayers and they die. They die in a good state. That's taking out a living heart from a dead soul. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us that. And one of the most amazing creations of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that you have a solid structure. It doesn't have an opening. There's no window. 
There's no door. There's not even a ventilation. And yet, there's something living that comes out of it. What is that? It's a structure that is solid structure. No opening, but a living an egg. I mean, it's such, so simple. I mean, it's just such a simple creation, but such an amazing creation. Like, how can you take a living thing out of something just so concealed and sealed and there's this living chick inside it? But it has to be at the right time, of course. How this, it, it, again on YouTube, I, I checked this out, how, how silk is made from the silkworms. They just go to work for a few weeks. They just go to work. And they're just spinning, spinning, spinning. Amazing. And then you extract this, the silk thread from it. And this is exactly how the whole world works. And this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying. So, Salman al-Farsi. Uh, Imam uh, Ma'mar relates from Imam Zuhri that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa once entered, uh, went to uh, one of his wife's homes. And there was a woman there in a very good state. In a very good state. He said, who is this? Oh, this is one of your khalas. One of your maternal aunts. Because in Arabic the word is khalat as well. Right? It's not just a Gujarati word or a Urdu word. It's, it's an Arabic word. Khalatun is an Arabic word as well. Right? So, oh, these are one of your maternal aunts. Who is she exactly? So they said, her name is Khalida. Khalida. Bintul Aswad ibn Abd Yaghuth. Maybe he hadn't seen her for a long time or he didn't know exactly who she was. He hadn't seen her for a while. The Prophet said, Subhanalladhi yukhrijul hayya min al-mayyid. Subhanalladhi yukhrijul hayya min al-mayyid. The Prophet used a part of this verse that glorified is he who extracted the living from the dead. What do you mean? Because she was a very, very pious woman, but her father had been a kafir. So the Prophet was just amazed that look how father was a kafir, her father was a disbeliever, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala produces such good. That's why never underestimate anybody. Never underestimate anyone. Always have hope for people and always give them the benefit of the doubt and try to lead them in the right way so that the good can come out of it, the living can come out of it from all of this death and destruction and the shaitaniyat that we see around us. We need life to come out of that. May Allah make us, uh, give us the ability to do that. Likewise, lots of people are in the death of ignorance. They're just too involved in all other things. They don't have the real knowledge of the purpose of this world and the hereafter. And then, mashallah, they start learning. They start learning and then they get the life. The life of Iman comes out of that. The life of knowledge. Knowledge is life. As I said yesterday, power and knowledge are the two most foundational characteristics. And if you want the knowledge of the hereafter, that's the most foundational characteristic. May Allah enliven us that way. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that He honors whom He wishes and He debases whom He wishes. And He gives to whom He wishes and He takes away from whom He wishes. Now this is a very interesting story. I remember uh, a friend of mine uh, in the 19, literally in the early 90s, he told me this. He was a Saudi doctor that I'd met in uh, actually, Siraj, uh, Siraj will know him. Uh, that Muhammad from uh, in Edinburgh. This is a story he told us. I mean, I, that me and him, we, uh, I did my first Tarawi in Edinburgh with uh, the famous Hafiz Siraj here. Uh, 
mashallah. So um, I had the blessing of his company for that whole Ramadan, mashallah. In Edinburgh, right? What was that 1991 or 92? 91, I think. Yeah. So there was a Saudi doctor there. He told us this story based on this verse. He said that there's a part of Saudi Arabia which is very close. It's the border area, the, uh, the river area uh, into the sea that's very close to Bahrain. Bahrain's an island off. Bahrain is seen, or, or was seen, I don't know the exact state right now, as the playground of the Arab Peninsula. That's where they go to mess around in the weekend. Right? It's very permissive and things like that. I don't, again, I don't know what the situation is now, but that's, this was what he was totally talking about. Now, they wanted to build a bridge to make, uh, to make the transit easier. So now that piece of land where the bridge was going to start off from, I don't know how true this story is, but this is what he told me, okay? That particular piece of land went into auction. So in auction, there's everybody wanting to buy that piece of land, 1,000, 2,000 riyal, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000. It goes into the hundreds of thousands. It, I mean, it goes into some huge numbers, maybe hundreds. So they start saying one, two, three, at 100, 200, 300, okay? There's a guy who comes in late, after the auction has gone, you know, uh, has gone quite, uh, you know, into the hundreds. Now, they're just saying one, two, three. I can't remember if it was hundreds or millions. Okay, I can't remember the figure, but it was in one of those higher digits. And when he came in, he thought it's at the lower digits. Now, every, there's less people bidding now. And finally, everybody stops bidding, but he's like, he's going for it. Because he thinks it's the lower digit. Right? He doesn't know it's in the millions or the hundreds of thousands. Everybody else knows, so they've stopped. He, he goes for it. And finally, he gets it. He gets it, and as he's walking away, he's still, you know, he thinks, mashallah, I won this at a very good rate, very good price. He doesn't know it's in the higher rate. And suddenly, there's a, a really major uh, party that comes in who are really interested in this. Like, oh, auction is finished, it's gone, the land is sold. Who's, who did you sell it to? Who, who's the purchaser? So he, won, he wins it. They go to him, and they offer him... They found, they found out what, what it had gone for the real figure. Just say it's 10 million. They offer him the 11 million or whatever it is. And he's like, like why not? Because he's thinking he got it for 100,000 or 900,000. And they're, now they're talking in millions, you know, that much, a much higher figure. He sold it. In a few minutes, he makes... I mean, I know this doesn't necessarily happen every day. Like you go into an auction and you just go late one day and... You know, just do that same thing, you'll get in trouble, man. <laughs> but it does happen in auctions, these kind of things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives it to whomever He wishes. Okay. Another thing about this verse, Imam Tabrani has related from Ibn Abbas that the Prophet said that the ismullah al-a'zam is this verse of Surah Ali Imran. So this is a verse of Ismullah al-Azam. I think I discussed this last year in Ramadan here. This is one of the this is one of the hadiths that mentioned this name. So that's why you should use all of them. I mentioned all of them. There's uh, you can listen to the lecture, it's online on Zamzam Academy. But this is until the end. That is considered to be the Ismullah al-Azam. Right. Now the next thing, uh, probably the last point today. Mu'adh ibn Jabal radiallahu anhu He says Once I couldn't make it for namaz I couldn't make it for prayer Juma namaz Don't do this at home right? 
But he said, one day I missed my Jumu'ah. I couldn't be with the Prophet ﷺ for the Jumu'ah. So the Prophet ﷺ said, Ya Mu'adh, ma mana'aka min salatil Jumu'ah. Where were you? Namaz Jumu'ah me kahate ab. As though he said it in Urdu. Right? Where were you in salatul Jumu'ah? He said, Ya Rasulullah, Yuhanna ibn Bari, uh, the Yahudi, I owe him a one ukiya measure of gold. I probably borrowed of him. I owed him. Right? And I've owed him that money. And he was at my door, waiting for me to get out so that he could grab me. So I stayed at home. I stayed at home. I didn't, I didn't want to get grabbed. Right? I stayed at home. The Prophet ﷺ said to him, Atuhibu ya Mu'adh, an yaqdi Allahu daynak. Do you want your debts to be paid, O Mu'adh? Like your debt to be paid, like you be assisted in your debts? Absolutely. He said, Absolutely. Every day, read the following. And you give to whomever you wish without any kind of count. And then, it doesn't end there. You don't just read the verses. Then, Rahman al-Dunya wal-Akhirah. O most merciful one of the dunya and the akhirah. Wa rahimahuma. And the most compassionate of them. Tu'ti minhuma man tasha. You give of the two, you give from the two to whomever you wish. Wa tamna' minhuma man tasha. And you withhold it from whom you wish. Iqdi anni daini. Which means, Repay my debt for me. That's the end of the dua. The Prophet said that if it was the world full of gold as a debt that you owed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist you. So keep reading this until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala assists you to do that. Even if you've got these mortgages that you've been stuck in for a while, you did a bad decision and you did it, right? And you're paying interest, you're paying interest, you're paying interest. Get it done, get it paid off as soon as possible. Right, so that at least the burden of that, okay, you've made a mistake, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive, we ask Allah for forgiveness, but get it done. And uh, we don't have the time, otherwise I would have told you a very, very amazing story of how somebody got his interest paid, how he got his mortgage off from Qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, absolutely amazing, from where you would never think of, and it was Ramadan, and he made a special dua to Allah, and uh, he gave a proposal. And mashallah, it's in one of the other lectures. I have to go. So maybe some other time we'll discuss that, inshallah. But it's the time of Ramadan. If you've got these kind of debts or whatever it is that's, uh, that, that's bothering you, read this dua and uh, pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will uh, grant us. Allahumma anta salam wa minka salam tabarak tiyad al-jalali wa ikram Allahumma ya hannan ya mannan لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين قل اللهم مالك الملك تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنزع الملك ممن تشاء وتعز من تشاء وتذل من تشاء بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير تولج الليل في النهار وتولج النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب يا الله have mercy on us O oh Allah, accept from us. O oh Allah, forgive us. O oh Allah, purify us. Ramadan is a month of your mercy and your forgiveness and your immense generosity. O oh Allah, we ask you from this generosity. O oh Allah, O oh Allah, we are insignificant. We are just one of your slaves. But O oh Allah, you treat all of your slaves, O oh Allah, with significance. O oh Allah, allow us to be 
Allah, allow us to be those who, who call out to you and who are thankful to you and who consign their matters to you and who glorify you and who respect you and who recognize you and who know you. Oh Allah, make us of your knowers. Oh Allah, bless us all. Oh Allah, bless us with your Quran. Oh Allah, keep us associated with it and accept all of our deeds of this Ramadan. And oh Allah, make this Ramadan better than any Ramadan before it. And oh Allah, this little presentation that we have given and that we have heard, oh Allah, accept it. And oh Allah, make it a blessing for us. And oh Allah, allow us to glorify you in the correct way and understand you in the correct way. Oh Allah, bless us and our children our progeny until the day of judgment keep the quran and iman in their hearts and oh allah allow us to rise on the day of judgment happy to see you and you happy to see us oh allah accept our duas and remove the suffering from our brothers and sisters around the world and oh allah thank all of those who arrange these programs and contribute to these masajid and build these masajid and frequent these masajid and stay in touch with these masajid. Oh Allah, keep us in touch with the masajid. Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillah. The point of a lecture is to encourage people to act, to get further, an inspiration, an encouragement, persuasion. The next step is to actually start learning seriously, to read books, to take on a subject of Islam and to understand all the subjects of Islam, at least at their basic level so that we can become more aware of what our deen wants from us. Uh, and that's why we started uh, Rayyan courses, so that uh, you can actually take organized lectures uh, on demand whenever you have free time, especially, for example, the Islamic Essentials uh, course that we have on there, the Islamic Essentials Certificate, which you take 20 short modules. And at the end of that, inshallah, you will have gotten the, the basics of uh, most of the most important topics in Islam and you'll feel a lot more confident. You don't have to leave lectures behind, you can continue to, leave, uh, you know, to listen to lectures, but you need to have this more sustained study as well. Jazakallah khair and assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.